This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. Sona, how's your sock drawer looking? It's messy. There's a lot of single socks. Yep. I think it's time for a little spring cleaning. Oh. <laughs> Check out Bombas. Once you try a pair, you'll never look at socks the same way again. I should know. I like my Bombas. Their spring collection has new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. My feet have never been to a party. <laughs> They've so got sad. stripes and florals and new vintagey colored rib socks. You know, when I'm wearing Bombas, I feel like my feet are being caressed okay. and cared for in a way they never have been in my life. Hmm. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash Conan and use code Conan for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash Conan and use code Conan at checkout. <laughs> I'm Ted Danson, and I feel oddly comforted about being Conan O'Brien's friend. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walk in blues, climb the fence, books and pens, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. What was that, Sona? I hit my tooth when I drank my water. My tooth is hurting. Oh, I was just about to do the intro. I'm sorry. To the whole show, and I heard, ugh. <laughs> and I thought Sona was was saying, like, ugh, this shit again. <laughs> and then I said, what the, f I'm trying to do an intro, and you hit your tooth on a what? I hate that we're recording this. I aggressively drank my water and hit <laughs> my tooth with the glass. Right. And then I put it down and then it kept hurting. And so I made you that went, noise. You went, uh, let's play it again. <sighs> Here, you hear that? Did you guys hear that? Matt, did you yeah. hear that? Yeah, that's a real sigh. Yeah, right. that sounded to me, I'm glad you hurt yourself rather than me for a second thinking you weren't overjoyed to speak with me. You would rather I hurt yes. myself. Sir, you know what? I'm being really honest. When you went, when I heard, <laughs> as I was just about to say, hi, and welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, then I heard that you would hurt yourself rather than you weren't just filled with joy to speak with me. I was glad that you hurt yourself. I'm wow. being honest. I'm really being honest. Oh, okay, good. As, as long as you're being honest, then it's totally fine. Okay, cool. No, yeah. no, no. I just, I may have chipped my tooth, but at least I'm not bored talking to you. People may wonder what this show is like off the mic. This is exactly, this is exactly what it's like. Yeah. Well, yeah. you can use this or not, Gorley, but I think it's interesting. No, you don't have to.
Maybe we do. Maybe Gorley listens to it and it's fun and cool. That's stupid. Uh, maybe you're stupid. Is that funny? Oh, really good. That's a really good one. This is so dumb. I'm a professional comedian. And, oh, uh, are you? A, yeah, and that was a professional comeback. Maybe you are. It was stupid. Hi, welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. My name is Matt Corley. Uh, I'm a little surprised, you know, having a good time. Um, uh, just trucking along, me and my squad. Yeah. I gotta get a squad. Yeah. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Matt, for getting us back on track. All I was trying to do was say hello and welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, which is the easiest part of the show. Right. When I heard Sona make a noise, that got to us bickering. And then Gorley had to come in and save the day. But I do welcome you to our program. It's amazing that even though we're in the midst of a um, global pandemic, that should be giving us massive amounts of uh, perspective on what's valuable in life, that, <laughs> that nothing's changed. Nope. We're all in our separate homes. Everyone's like reassessing who they are as people. And we're still bickering like idiots. <laughs> Ah, humans, we always disappoint. Even a pandemic can't change us. That's... No. A little normalcy is good, though. It's comforting in its weird way. It is weird, and it's, but it is comforting uh, to know. No matter what happens, I really do think if there was like some kind of apocalypse and then we were all wandering around a smoldering cityscape and the three of us found each other <laughs> and our clothes were shredded and we were smoldering, I think we would see each other quickly start to make a plan on how to find water and then start bickering. And then uh, Sona would pick up like a small dead rat and say, maybe I could eat this. And I would knock it out of her hand to tease her. And then Gorley would start to go after me. I'd go after Gorley for finding. No. Yeah. I would build a shelter. Sona would look for food and you would urinate all over our camp. <laughs> I can't urinate at will. I need to. I. <laughs> And trust me, that's the only thing that's stopping me is that, uh, you know, would I be able to command that much urine at the given time? It's not what I want to do that, because, yes, I would really want to urinate all over the camp that you guys built. No, Sona would go out. If we were wandering around in an apocalyptic landscape, I do believe, Gourley, you would start to build a house and a, a, a shelter. And you would start by wanting to build a simple lean-to, but very quickly it would become a craftsman-style 1911, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> you know, beautiful architectural uh, wonder. And then you would, like, find old banjos that you would hang on the wall. And Sona, you would say, I'll go find food, but then you'd be missing for a long time, and you'd come back without food, but you'd have found... A DVD of Friends. A DVD, yeah. A D, an old DVD of Friends or High School Musical, and you'd be like, look what I found. Also, uh, I noticed that if you chew on this berry a lot, it has a somewhat stimulating effect. Wait, what the hell? Gourley's going to build some architectural marvel. There was no bit in there. You didn't shit on him at all. Then I it's me this. getting food, and I come back with a DVD and berries that might get you high. That's yeah, and you just watch the DVD, but you just stare at the DVD. Yeah, you There's stared no at TV you stared play. at the DVD. Corley, there was what no, the, what there the was, fuck? There was <laughs> no there was no machine. You stared at it and went, "Wow, Chandler's really killing it." And you're just staring at a charred DVD because you have perfect access to your memory of every episode, so you can just replay no, it. No, mind. now you're trying to make it sound like oh, it's okay. <laughs> hey, what Gourley. are you doing? Gorley, Gorley, you know what? Can I just say something? I love this dynamic that no one saw coming of you shifting to my side. It is- This is weird. It is like that gum that you bite into and there's that flavored juice that's on the inside and it bursts all over your mouth. That's what just happened to me. You came on my side and started oh. shitting on Sona 
and it was electric. I, hate I don't it. know. I don't know if I can do it. No, wait, come I, on. It's if, great. If Gourley's building the shelter and I'm getting the food, what are you doing? Is my question. I have found uh, some people that are slightly worse off than we are, and I'm <laughs> mocking them. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> Very useful. My my berries that might get me high are way more useful than that. <laughs> I found some people that are slightly down the chain from us. Maybe they're not even people. Maybe they're just like mutated squirrels, and I'm laughing at them. But the mutated oh. moose is laughing, so I'm I'm happy. You'd be the least useful person in an apocalypse. You know what? I yeah. don't disagree. I often think about the fact that <laughs> had I been born in any other time, if I existed in the 1500s, 1600s, 1700s, I'd have been killed immediately. Yeah, you'd be turned to food for multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot to eat because you're tall and just to turn you off, I think. Yeah, people would get sick of your bits real quick. I always picture me being in Ireland in like 1400s, 1300s, 1200s, and everyone around me is building stone walls and to, and trying to make shelter. And I'm sitting on one of the stone walls making wise-ass comments. And one guy just comes up with a giant stone and hits me with it. <laughs> And that plays out hundreds of times, thousands of times throughout history. Like, Sona, is that you or me? It's uh, both of us. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, we're back. It's... We're back in our comfortable dynamic. Uh, this yeah. feels okay. much better. Much, yeah, yeah, much better. better. Yeah, it was just a moment. It was that brief moment when Russia was our ally. <laughs> From, you know, 1941 to 45 before the Cold War. There was just a brief moment there. And that was what it felt like. Because you are Stalin, uh, Gordon. No, no, no. Wait, what? Wait, yeah, wait, what's, what and is that I am definitely, I am Eisenhower and you are Stalin. Yeah. Mm, no. I have his phone. No. I am. I know you have his phone. You are Marilyn Monroe and- What? Yeah. You know what? I'll take it. Yeah, just take it. Okay. It all ends up so well for you. I'm really confused about how Marilyn Monroe fits in all this. <laughs> I am too. Uh, well, Eisenhower. Where were you going with that? We were in the oh. 50s. We were in the 50s, oh. and he uh-huh. made himself, and I said, no, you're more of a Marilyn Monroe. I'm going to say between, uh, forget it. I'm going to let it go, because the idea of you fucking Arthur Miller just is is crazy. i got to <laughs> let that go. Girly fucking Arthur Miller. Where did this go? Uh, I just, we've got, got an episode to do. Come on. No, there's no episode after this. We just went from a very innocent beginning to Gourley passionately making love to famed playwright Arthur Miller. He's a brilliant man. In their home in Roxbury, Connecticut. <laughs> Am I dressed like Marilyn Monroe? Well, you're not wearing anything. What is oh. happening? Arthur Miller had that weird fetish where he liked to have sex with women who weren't wearing clothes. <laughs> Okay, we got a great show, and this is the perfect end, ending and beginning to a great show. Probably a better ending, but no. We got have a great show today. Uh, I don't want to stall. My guest today is an Emmy award-winning actor who starred as Sam Malone for 11 seasons on Cheers. You also know him from Curb Your Enthusiasm and the hit NBC series, The Good Place. I'm thrilled. He is just an absolute delight, a talent, a great gentleman. Ted Danson, welcome. Ted, I apologize because of the coronavirus, which I think is my fault. We are forced to do this podcast from remote locations. And I really hate doing this with you because I'm, a, as you know, I'm a huge fan of yours and uh, really look forward to being in the same room with you. So I'm sorry. Just by looking at you right now and listening to you, 
I have to take the oddly out and say overwhelmingly comforted by seeing you. Many consider me an almost Christ-like figure. And uh, <laughs> I'm glad that you seem to agree with that assessment. Yeah. Oh, hey. Hi, Mary. Hi. How are you? <laughs> oh, my God. Look at that. I love that. <laughs> this is so fantastic. Yeah. I so I'm like such a geek. I'm like, look, it's Mary Steenburgen. Uh, that's really cool. Yeah, she was delivering me a, a rice cake with almond butter and honey because I got so stressed out setting this thing up just now that I needed protein and I needed it quick. Okay, this is what I want to talk about. I sat silently like a creep. I didn't announce myself and I listened for 15 minutes. Sorry, Mary walked 15 minutes. Oh, hello, Mary again. How are you? Uh, there she goes again. Um, wow. I wish I had someone that loved and cared for me. Well, anyway, maybe the next life. Uh, Ted, while you chew your rice cake uh, and, and, and your almond and honey, um, I'm going to speak because I have something to say. This yeah. should take about 45 minutes. Uh, I was listening to you while my team led you through the complicated setup of doing the Zoom, uh, plus all the audio stuff involved in doing this podcast. And you were so patient and kind to everybody. You didn't know that I was listening. And the whole time I thought, this is really stunning. You have this uh, incredibly genteel way about you. And people on my team were apologizing for how much you had to do. And you kept saying, no, no, please, please do not apologize. Do not apologize. Uh, we should play some of that uh, because, uh, first of all, it's hilarious how inept all of us. I mean, real, literally, it's like we're it's like we're monkeys trying to land a space shuttle. Uh, yes. That's how I feel. I feel completely. But listening to you and I feel less bad myself because this is what they lead me through every time. And I'm always saying things like, wait, hit the apple. Is that next to the wait? Where's the quick time? Where's the space bar? And so I'm comforted that you had as much trouble as I have. And some. But that whole thing about me being kind and gentle or something it's like I'm trying to land a 747 and somebody's talking me through it. You don't get snappy with the people who are saving your life. So that's, that's thank, thank you, team. Thank you. <laughs> Judging you is not even anywhere near my brain. So, no. Uh, you know, what's funny is that the quality of my Zoom is such that right now you are in an ethereal glow. Yes, I am. Now, I don't know if you put Brie over the lens. <laughs> but it... I really do feel right now like I'm falling in love with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a weird dream. It's crazy. Uh, I also, I'm, I have late stage glaucoma, so maybe that's it too. I, uh, I Googled, uh, you know, uh, Doris Day's uh, filters. Yes, and, yes. And, and came up. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I swear to God, you can ask your team. I don't know why or what, because we tried cleaning it off with my uh, my shirt. I think you used your shirt and some ham gravy to clean oh, the lens. You, but... you know what? There is a sp there is a like a almond butter spill on my shirt. Maybe that's the problem. Well, I wouldn't worry about it. You look absolutely beautiful. And it reminded me of I saw an interview once on Larry King Live where Larry had regular lighting. And he's sitting maybe five inches away from Raquel Welch, who had brought her own lighting contraption. And it was fascinating because they were inches apart. They would cut to Larry and then they and he'd say, so tell me, Raquel, what was it like when you first broke out in 1962? It must have been quite a thing. And then they cut to Raquel Welch and she was in another dimension. She, they were inches from each other. 
but she looked she looked like he had she was talking from heaven it was absolutely fantastic um hey thanks for doing this by the way it's just a joy to talk to you yeah me too seriously it's really nice to see you and i'm assuming you're well and loved ones are good and all of that yeah uh everyone's everyone's fine uh we're all uh lucky uh, Very blessed. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah, blessed that we get to just hunker down. And uh, so I think about that every day. I can't possibly uh, complain. I will still do and I'm uh, and treat people around me with great bitterness. What I'm thinking about is I do know that you have some natural anxiety in the best of times. Are you a little bit of a hypochondriac? Uh, I, I, I'm a very conscious and aware of my body. Thank you very much. That's a, that's a whole <laughs> different thing than a hypochondria. But yes, yes. <laughs> Luckily, okay, so you don't you don't like the term hypochondriac. You like to say I'm a very aware of my body. I'm hyper aware of my body. What is it called when? Because I'm hyper aware of other people's bodies, and, and I've been told that that's not a good thing. It, it can lead to not good things, but yes, uh, yes, that that <laughs> yes, I've been talked to. I've been talked to several times, and I did a week in prison. Uh, but is this? Do you think helping you during this time of quarantine and pandemic? Is your awareness of your instrument in your body? Is it helping you? Sort of. I tell you something. I I think I I was not a smart hypochondriac. Now I feel like I'm eating so much better. Uh, I am not drinking because I don't, which was not a a problem, but uh, I'm doing everything I can to remain healthy. But the big thing is, I think I went really fast in life, tried to do everything. And hey, I'm 72, I can still do everything and all of that. I I think this little breath uh, that we're all taking, and I, I, talk, I know everything we say, we have to clarify that we're not ignorant of the amount of massive amount of suffering, the mass right. amount of indebtedness we have to those people that are out in the world taking care of us all. That's true. But in my little bubble, Mary and I are eating really well and exercising and, and just taking that moment to be together in a real way and deeper than I think I, I, you know, I, sorry, I'm rambling, but I think that I used to think I'm Mr. Enlightenment, madly present and in love with Mary and true. That was true. But I also noticed, oh, I used to like half listen and then figure out what she was saying and then decide what I was going to say and then interrupt her because I I'm going fast. I'm going fast here. Right. And now all of a sudden everything is slowed down and this, uh, there's so many little silver linings in our relationship. One last thing, and I'll let this go. But at 72 and Mary's 67, I, I think we might have gone really fast until the end. And taking this moment almost feels like a, a little gift. I know it's surrounded by suffering, but it's a little gift. Well, it's a silver lining. I keep saying there are, yeah. there are silver linings in this time. Uh, I love myself that... Every night I have dinner with my wife and two kids yeah, and yeah. and it was um, a gift that came out of all of this because usually I'm rushing around so much and between the show and the podcast and different things that I've said that I would do, I don't often make it home for dinner. And now we all have dinner together and uh, I like it. My children want me gone. Uh, but <laughs> but at least I'm happy. And you did that pace for 20, 30 years, whatever it's been. You know, you yeah, were not nonstop. Yeah, it's uh, it's 
you know, we, we have obviously very, very different careers and, and what you've undertaken is you have phases where you're working on different projects and there are different eras of Ted Danson. And I think for me, there's just been, when you start in the, the talk show comedy world and you get into it, it literally is just trying to keep a brush fire going. Your fear is this thing is lit. It's on fire. I've got to keep finding more kindling and keep it going. And if it ever right. goes out, right. uh, I'll perish. So I was thinking about this before we got on the line today that I first became aware of you when I saw The Onion Field. Right. And I loved that movie. I, I, I was probably an early teen or something. And I, I saw The Onion Field and I said, who is that guy? That guy's great. Then I saw Body Heat and loved your character. And this is all pre-Cheers, I think. I yeah. think Body Heat was before Cheers, wasn't it? Yeah. So then, uh, and I remember thinking, I really like this guy. And then you got Cheers. And of course, there's that whole explosion for you of that could have been enough. That was, that's more than enough for any actor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just yeah. to have Sam Malone and to be so iconic. And then you've shape-shifted about seven other times since then in a way that I find hard to compare with. I, I, I can't find other examples of people that have found a, a single actor that's found so many different ways to contribute and to find ways to resonate, but each time completely reinventing themselves. And you credit some of that to Larry David, especially in your getting you more and more into the comedy realm. True, true. Yeah. I think, uh, I think there was a point where I felt that I'd stayed too long at the half hour comedy party and other people were funnier. I was boring myself. I was, for myself, I was predictable and all of that. And, and I had a show canceled that I was in, which, you know, focuses you uh, very quickly. And I thought, that's it. And I called Jeffrey Katzenberg, who had worked together several times and said, I, you don't have to pay me. I don't care what it is or how big. Just can you start putting me into any kind of movie? And I think that led to a small part in Saving Private Ryan. And so I was going to be the new Ted starting over in film kind of thing. And then along came Larry's show which is kind of funny because Mary and I sat in an attic in Martha's Vineyard looking at, a, I think, a rough cut of the first of the pilot of uh, Curb. And uh, several people fell asleep. And I, Mary and I, well, I won't put throw Mary under the bus, but I was going, <laughs> I was going, boy, this sucks. Um, but it's, <laughs> but he's, he, he's so... <laughs> He's so sweet, and uh, I want him to be a friend. And so, you know, we did the phony thing at the end. Uh, how wonderful. And if you ever need us to play ourselves, of course, we're there for you in a shot. You know, and it turned out to be, uh, well, I mean, I, I hate singing his praises in public, but uh, <laughs> he, uh, you know, he really turned half hour on its ear. And to be part of that reinvigorated my kind of delight in, uh, in funny so it's I interesting to me because I've heard you say that you do not consider yourself someone who or you used to not consider yourself a, a comedic person or someone with like an inner comedic ear, which I find kind of hard to believe unless you have a different standard than the rest of us. I, I'm full of false humility, by the way. So you can always yes. check me out. But right. <laughs> 
but but I and thank you. I just noticed why we have, who's laughing. I just think you're wonderful. That's my assistant, uh, Sona, and she's a great laugher and she has a great laugh. Uh, but just keep in mind, she also is probably high. No, come on. No, no. Come no. on. You look great. This you're not high. Genuine. I see your eyes. But let me tell you, <laughs> you, you are you are the Jimmy Burroughs of this show. Jimmy Burroughs, who was one of the creators of Cheers yeah. and, and directed literally everything known to man in the half hour world, used yeah. to during rehearsals, he would laugh. And it was very consciously laughing to let the cast know this is a place where you're going to need to pause because it's funny. So it was a very conscious laugh. So you're wonderful because you're laughing and all of a sudden I'm thinking, oh, we said something funny and maybe we should pause. <laughs> you're great at it. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's a massive, massive compliment. Also, I will, so say, I will say, Ted, uh, it, you know, I, I like to kid with Sona uh, and I was only 80% serious when I said <laughs> she, she may be high. She also is not, uh, she laughs for real. Meaning she laughs when something's yeah. really funny right. and she doesn't laugh if it's not funny. And uh, I know that through bitter experience. So <laughs> We totally fucked her up. She's going to be incapable of doing anything right now. All right. I said the F word and I saw everyone turn away. Does that mean we just bleeped me or? Well, it just means this can't uh, air in any sort of. Uh, that we have a huge Mormon following. And this now, well, this I, really screws that up. I, I apologize to my brother. It was You know, it's necessary. funny. It's, it's so funny that you mentioned that because um, years and years and years ago in another lifetime, when I was a writer on The Simpsons, we had to go in and pitch ideas to James L. Jim, Jim Brooks, James L. Brooks. Yeah, yeah. I remember pitching to him a couple of story ideas and he liked them and he was laughing. And I thought, wait a minute. I know this laugh. And it was kind of like, ah, yes, 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 yes. And I thought, wait a minute. This laugh is in my DNA. This yeah. laugh is in my bone marrow. And then I was talking to someone and said, I know that laugh. And they said, of course you do. You can hear it on the classic Mary Tyler Moore show. Yeah. He was off stage and sometimes his laugh would punch through because it's so distinctive. And I thought, I'm as a kid watching the Mary Tyler Moore show, listening to this man laugh and then without realizing it, hearing the same laugh again when I'm pitching in the Simpsons. Yeah. So yeah, it was kind of a crazy. golden moment. Yeah. So you say, yes, you, you let's get to the bottom of this. Yes. You have false humility. I mean, you obviously have, I think you call it a, you've called it a metronome or almost an inner sense of what the timing is for, well, for comedy. I, but here's what I'm, uh, with really funny, good writing, I can be really funny and good. If the writing's not there, I can't. I know this is like throwing writers under the bus, but there are some comedic actors who you can give them a telephone book and they, you know, before they start talking, they are funny and you're ready to laugh. I'm not that guy. I really do feel like the play is the thing. And if I service the play right, uh, it's going to be funny if it's supposed to. Right. You seem like someone who has retained their sense of self humility, which is very difficult in this business. I surrendered that years ago uh, and gladly, but you have done a very, <laughs> very good job. Do you think that has to do with the way you grew up, growing up in a situation where you didn't grow up in the business, you didn't grow up, uh, I, 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 never, I don't see you as someone who's starved for the concept of fame. Is that fair? 
Yes, yes. But, you know, uh, yes. I mean, sorry, I'm stumbling around because there's not a ego uh, fame trap that I haven't fallen into. And I think some of my carefulness is that as soon as you start pontificating, uh, you know, you walk out the door and step in some karmic pile of poo. So I'm always a little bit super. I guess I'm superstitious of being an ass, uh, an idiot. And uh, that makes sense to me. No, but what I'm saying is I was uh, I was raised to, to, you know, pride goeth before a fall. And it's about team. It's about the people around you. It's not about you. You know, I, I was raised like that by both my mother and father. And then I fell in love with basketball and that was a team sport. And then I went to Carnegie Mellon University and that was train training to be a service to the play. I mean, really, not just. And then Cheers was in my first big kind of outing was Cheers. And that was pure ensemble. And I got it. You know, I learned that you don't have to be the joke teller. You can be standing next to the joke teller and everybody comes up to you afterward and says, oh, my God, you're funny. Even if you hadn't didn't have a line, if you were supporting the funny somewhere near you, it rubbed off. So relax, lighten yes. up, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I can see it in, in like on a show like The Good Place, you can see that you're playing with these other people who are all terrific. Right. Uh, uh, terrific performers and and writers, but you're playing your instrument with them. Yeah. And it seems like that would be a lot more fun. It is. It is. Because then you get to stand back and I don't know, maybe it's just personal taste. That's what I love. I love being part of a, a group, an ensemble where everybody knows their parts really well. And I love serving up a good softball to someone to hit it off, you know, out of the park. There's as much satisfaction in that as hitting it out of the park, which is why, in my opinion, you will work forever because of all of those things you just mentioned. You have a humanity and a love of and an interest of humanity. And that's kind of an internal, eternal thing. You can do that, should do that forever. Much, much respect. Conan, seriously. Oh, wow, that's yeah. uh, that's incredibly sweet. Uh, I I've been accused of not taking compliments well, but uh, you're, that... you're still not. By the way, that was a, <laughs> that was that was classic deflection. And I couldn't. Yeah, I, I can't. I'm not good at it. I'm not good at it. But uh, it's it's funny because I grew up watching people on TV. Like I'd see Johnny Carson, and my dad introduced me to old older performers like Jack Benny. Oh, wow. And what, I, and what I noticed about them is how many laughs they got not saying a word. Yeah. If someone else is, and, and I think what you sort of alluded to it when you were talking about the Cheers Ensemble, but it also, I think, I, I also saw a lot of this in The Good Place, which is it's your reaction to what's happening around you. I mean, often on Cheers, Sam's behind the bar and you're presiding over madness. You're presiding over insane characters and you're sitting there and you've got your ubiquitous towel to wipe down the bar <laughs> but, uh, or you're, and you're sipping, you're sipping uh, a soda water or something and you're doing some menial task, but it's your reaction to what's happening that is getting a huge laugh. And I've realized a long time ago, uh, Johnny Carson, or for that matter, I mean, Johnny, Johnny loved Jack Benny. And I think he got a lot of this from Jack Benny uh, and, and would have uh, and, and, and idolized him. 
you can sit and watch someone talk and without saying a word, you can let it all wash over you in a very Zen way. And afterwards, someone tells you, wow, you were hilarious. And I'll think, I didn't say anything. But you also knew that, you know, that was the part you played in that funny moment. And if you had stopped listening, the funny would have gone away. You really do need that relationship of funny and listening or appreciating or loving or, you know, whatever to make that work, I think. I'm curious how you do out in the world because you're easily, you'd be one of the top three most recognizable people (laughs) on the planet and you're a nice person and you're a real person. And we live in an era of, hey, there's, there's Ted Danson and I, I want a picture with him and you got to preserve your sense of self. How do you handle that? How do you navigate that? Uh, can I just tell you a version of t- uh, yesterday? Full on mask, hat. Yep. I mean, full on mask. So you saw eyes and that was about it. You didn't even see my white hair. And I won't say uh, uh, who or where, but it was a, a, a drop by and pick up kind of deal. And as the person brought uh, uh, the thing out to the car, uh, he said, oh, can I have a picture with you? And there was nothing to go by. You know? He didn't even have, you know. And, and I had had to get out of the car at that moment, but I was keeping 10 feet away from him. I said, I, I'm sorry. I don't want to be close to people right now. And he said, that's all right. And he took a selfie where he was in the foreground. And I, I'm, yeah. this, I'm this little guy. In the distance, going, what, what are you doing? Anyway. You know, he probably has some weird thing where he memorizes celebrity, the vein that runs underneath right. your eye. And so I, he knows, like, he knows everyone by just the positioning of that vein that's, that's, that runs. So he's like, that's a dancing vein. I know that. I've had people uh, in air, airports are like, you know, they find out where yeah. you are in the world and who's watching what. I've had people walk by and kind of clock me, uh, no hat on, just kind of walking through the end. Then when they get past me and they turn around and look at my white hair and my bald spot, they go, yep, that's him. But it's the bald (laughs) spot that (laughs) cinches it for him. Yeah, that's him. That's incredible. Yeah. But do you, do you, are you good at? Uh, Um, Yes. Yes, I am. Drawing boundaries. Are you good at drawing boundaries? (laughs) No, I'm not. Yes. No boundaries. (laughs) Okay. No. Okay. No. Mary and I have a, uh, issues with that because her sense of privacy is is very strong and uh, rightfully so. And mine is there are two things going on. I actually a big percentage. I don't know what of the time enjoy it because people are smiling. They're remembering something that I was part of that made them laugh. So they're not coming at me because I have some wild, crazy sexuality thing going. I'm not hit on that way. I'm hit on, oh, hey, funny moment guy, you know. Uh, So that's nice. I've also discovered that, no, I don't want to photograph or no, I won't do something. You know, if you're in a restaurant, you're eating or it's an intimate moment with, you know, just marrying me. Yes, I can say no. But if it's otherwise, it takes more time to say no than it does to say yes and do it quickly. And I also believe, and this is probably a bit of a wank, I don't know, but I believe that my job is to host people's impression of me, even though I know it's not me, and be gracious about that and match their energy. 
so yeah. that I'm so that I'm not leaving them feeling like they're an ass, you know, for doing this. That I'm making them feel like this was good for me too, you know. I think that's kind of a, a contract. Uh, by the way, that's that's Ted biting into uh, a rice cracker, which is a, a signal for everyone to take a little break, listen to Conan <laughs> while we all chew. Yeah, yeah. I just I wanted to specify because it sounded like someone had cracked your sternum. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see this at home, but a sumo wrestler just came up behind Ted, put his arms around his chest, and cracked his sternum. So, no, where else can you go surfing and skiing the same day, huh? I don't know. Or check out a world-class art museum and then camp at a dark sky sanctuary that night, huh? Yeah. Yeah, where else can you hike through Redwoods and then get a luxury spa treatment? Where? Well, you live there, California. (laughs) California, Sona. No matter where you go across the state, you'll find a way to play. I'm a California resident. So, Sona, you are a lifelong California resident. I'm a lifer. I love this place. This is a beautiful state. Gorgeous. So many different, wonderful ecosystems in one state. You can hang out by a Palm Springs pool. You know, you can go whale watching, you can go hiking in Yosemite, and then uh, talk about the great cities in California. You get all this amazing food, sushi, whatever you want, they got it in California. Hey, if you can't find it in California, man, you got a problem. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I made that up on my own. Anyway, I love California. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. It's incredible to have the flexibility to work in all sorts of places, whether it's taking video calls from the park or emailing large files while you're grocery shopping. Sona, this is good for you. Is it? Because you're always doing whatever work you do for me from fun locations. But I like blaming it on not having reception. I know, but you can't do that here. Working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, which is why you should check out T-Mobile, Sona. Then you got no excuses. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. With T-Mobile, you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need for your life on the go. Plus, they also cover more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. Check it out if you don't believe me. Hey, Blay, you've got T-Mobile, right? I do. I was actually just up in the woods in Idlewild. It was fantastic for the weekend. And uh, my T-Mobile didn't miss it. My T-Mobile phone didn't miss it. You know, I wouldn't think you'd need a cell phone because you speak so loudly into a microphone. (laughs) Well, I had to look some stuff up. Just take it. Just take it down. I didn't know what brunch was. I can hear him. When the restaurant's open for brunch. Okay. uh, So I used uh, my T-Mobile coverage to check out brunch. That's all right. Anyway, wherever you are, you know, take it from the loud speaking Blay. If you're on the go, you want to be in the know, you want to make the show. What? Uh, T-Mobile. Okay. That's the one for you. That was I should weird. have rhymed it with go. Anyway, <laughs> find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2023. C5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform. 
and one source of truth. This is unbelievable. I've been talking about this idea for years. I know. I want you to explain it more. I can. Okay. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required access from anywhere. I had this idea years ago. (laughs) I was telling people no one listened to me. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems. Remember when I said that? Yeah. Because you've got one unified Unified business business management management suite. suite. You said that. Yeah. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math, man. Yeah. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash Conan, netsuite.com slash Conan. I'm going to say it one more time just for emphasis, netsuite.com slash Conan. It's funny because uh, I've always liked to try and, I'm a people pleaser by nature. I want to please people. Sure. And then, and Sona, you've seen that side of me, right? Uh-huh. You, yes, you, absolutely. And then you've seen the other side of me, say, at work that wants to, um, if you're eating, if Sona's eating a really delicious brownie, I need to knock it out of her hand if she's yeah. really enjoying the brownie. Yeah. And, do, and you enjoy that, don't you, Sona? No, I absolutely hate that. I think that's the worst thing you do. It's when I'm enjoying something the most and I'm about to bite it, then you smack it out of my hand. Okay. It's, it's horrific. Just so everyone knows, I've been totally ashamed of, it's the rice crake that's crunchy. So now I'm just going to lick the almond butter off. <laughs> okay. Well, you're allowed to eat. I mean, this in these times, Ted, we all have to do what it is we have to do, and we have to be honest about it. You know, if you need to crunch, if you need to chew, uh, these are things we want you to do. Have you? Has anyone else here noticed that COVID gas is much more uh, uh, prevalent? You know, breaking wind during this moment is more than ever. What? I think COVID farts. You, I'm talking about. You t- COVID farts. Oh, no, no, no. We know exactly what you're talking about. I just don't know that uh, this is supported by any medical evidence. Well, don't be silly. Don't be silly. There's way less noise. There's way less noise. There's no cars. There's no people chatting and talking. It's just you and your farts, and they're very loud and, and in my household, prevalent. Yeah. So so that is your experience uh, of this COVID. That's what you're going to write in your diary that's recorded in history. Half of is it. that The other half will be my underarm. Uh, is, man, I think I pretend like this is not making me nervous and that I'm not fearful. But by the end of the day, uh, my, my shirts flee from my body. I am so stinky. What happens? What's happening to you? You seem to be having some kind of, a, is this a breakdown of some kind? When you're all about appearance, yeah. you know, and the appearance is not that far from the reality, you're fine. But if you're if you're walking around going, ah, isn't this a great day? And it's in the middle of a pandemic, your body yep. goes, no! And <laughs> right. you break wind and you make a little stink. Jesus. <laughs> this is uh, well, it's the happiest I've seen Sona in a while, so... Sona, I'm happy that you're so happy. Is it the idea? I mean, is it, are you just like the idea of, of Ted Danson just falling apart in this way? Is that what you like, Sona? Just, just, just the picture no. in my head of a stinky, farting Ted Danson just 
kills me. Oh, it's yeah. the best thing in my life. Thank you. That's, uh, Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you. <laughs> they say it's your best work. Thank uh, you. Thank you. It's really added a lot to the to the overall. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> now I'm sweating. I'm yeah. sorry. Now you're sweating. You're sweating because you're laughing so hard. I think it's because I'm thinking about sweating, and now I'm sweating more. <laughs> I'm yeah. So sorry. I'm I'm laughing a lot. I need to stop. I swear to God, one thing I wanted to uh, mention, uh, Ted, is that. I don't. I, I really try and keep my family and my kids away from the world that I'm in and what I do for a living. But we went to our favorite sushi restaurant ah, once that. about uh, two years ago. You came in and you hadn't been seated yet, and you saw me, I think, and you came over and said hi. And my kids couldn't believe that. I could know you and that you would come over to me and say hi. And then you were very gracious to all of them. And my stock instantly uh, went up, you know, like 120% with both of my kids. And I saw it happen. I saw them think, wait a minute, we admire that man. And that man seems to know you. (laughs) It was just like a nice, it was a really nice moment. And then I had a bit of shame because the second part of this is that This is this shame immediately came afterwards, which is this is one of those places where they pride themselves on you got to put your name on the list and they really pride themselves, which is good. If a big deal comes by, they don't bump them ahead. So we had gotten there much earlier. We had our seat. We were getting ready to leave. And I noticed that you and Mary were told, like, yeah, you got to wait another hour. And we had seats and I wanted to give you our seats And I said to the person at the restaurant, can I give them our seats? And they were like, no, you can't. (laughs) And I I said to this person, but it's not right. (laughs) I said, Ted Danson and Mary Steenburgen should not stand while Conan O'Brien sits. And the person was like, I agree. (laughs) Because everyone understood the pecking order. And they were like, yes, no, we understand that it's wrong (laughs) that a Conan O'Brien sits and eats while a Ted Danson and a Mary Steen Virgin stand. But those are the rules. And then I just felt shame. I remember remember that well. And we were both so shook up. We went home and had rice cakes and just kind of... (laughs) Gave up. I saw you give up. I saw you decide we're not waiting an hour for this sushi, as good as it is. We're getting out of here. And you flipped, uh, you did flip everyone off in the restaurant as you walked out. Yeah. And, and, uh, (laughs) if I'm uh, in public and I'm really irritated, this was not that moment, by the way. You know what? I was going to go to more, uh, flatulence. I'm not, I'm not going to go there. I will, I will leave it. I will walk away. I'm a more mature man. Go ahead. Back to you, Conan. So what we are going to say is that when a restaurant doesn't seat Ted Danson, he turns, farts loudly into the room, and leaves. No, no, no. Fart, that's, that's, that, a- that's rookie. I crop dust all the way to the door. <laughs> that's your way of saying, I deserve better? You've treated an icon poorly? <laughs> I, I, leave, <laughs> I leave you with this. <laughs> that's your that's your calling card now am i correct you're going to be working next with uh nobody people yeah after this after this you're through, no, through. but when when we do return we are going to return to normal life aren't we ted you, you know uh I, i'm so happy we're laughing and being glib not glib we're being happy and silly and having fun uh when you ask that question 
my brain freezes and I go, I want to say yes, of course. And I, my brain can't. And I and I do believe in uh, being optimistic and all of that. So I do say yes, of course. But I have no idea how and when. I can't imagine our business is a touchy feely. You know, somebody uh, you know puts makeup and does your hair first thing in the morning, so they're all over your face. How do you do that one? Uh, then you go hug and kiss and talk and people are all over you putting microphones on you. It is the most, you know, in your face kind of business. I'm not 100% sure. And I don't even mean just selfishly, how do you protect me? But how are you going to insure that company? You know, how are yeah, you, how are yeah. you going to deal with this? But yes, of course. Yes, I do believe that science will out. I don't know when, but I do believe that this is not the pandemic to end the world. I believe that this is a huge uh, lesson for us all, an opportunity to go, all right, the world is different and climate change is real. It's making everything move. You know, fish have moved literally 100 miles north because the waters they're in are too warm. Uh, Viruses are probably, and animals are doing the same thing. We are going to live in a changed earth that's moving so fast that we can't uh, adjust to that, you know, effortlessly. Oh, it'll be 50 right. years and we'll get used to this. No, every every year we have a once in a lifetime event every other week. You know, we are now dealing with things moving so fast. My, I'm really on a rip here. Sorry. No, but, but this is good. This is good. My dream is, my hope, my wish is that science will be back in the forefront of how we need to live our lives. We've been letting, you know, social, political, religious, uh, and belief systems kind of lead the way. And that has to be over. You know, it's, yeah. one, it's one thing to say, this is what I believe. But if your beliefs are sit, standing next to a loved one who's, you know, dying, sadly, horribly, and in a very lonely way, then you have to say, wait a minute, science actually is more important. And these doctors who are saving our lives are using the same science that climatologists are using to say, heads up, life is yep. about to come, you know, much different if we don't act immediately and drastically. So I, I, I mean, anyway. No, but, it, you know, you, yeah. you bring this up. It makes me it reminds me that I know your father was an archaeologist. Yes. And my father uh, is still a microbiologist, an infectious wow. disease uh, 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 you know, scientist. And it's interesting whenever I've talked to him, he doesn't get hysterical. He doesn't get uh, right. whenever I talk to him about this whole thing. And this is him his whole life. He's a scientist. His whole yeah. life is science. So he'll always say, well, let's take a look at the testing. We got to see what the testing says. We have to see what the tracking is. We need. Yeah. Uh, and I have always thought that we live increasingly in a, in a world. And you see this if you watch if you watch the news. Everybody wants to have something to say immediately. They want to yeah. have a strong opinion because strong opinions trend. Right. Strong opinions get a hashtag and they. They blow up online. Nuanced opinions and thoughtfulness doesn't really track. Right. And so we're living in this world where we've drifted farther and farther and farther apart from just nuanced thinking. And uh, hysteria is not the answer. But I think you're right. I, I 
I've always been someone that was just, I think because of the way I grew up, believed in science. And if I told my dad, I don't feel well, I don't think I can go to school today. He'd, <laughs> he'd literally take out, he'd take our temperature, he'd take a swab of our throat, you know, yeah. he'd, he'd put us through. There was no like, okay, or you got to go anyway. He would say, well, let's see what science says. And then I'd be like, right. fuck, I got to go. Because to- <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, was, I was always yeah. lying. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I do feel like the silver lining, which is something we've touched on a few times here, is uh, if we drift more or hew more towards yeah. fact. And if this pandemic gets Wall Street's attention and Wall Street says, oh, my God, we just... We just wiped out a decade of gains because we refused to collectively invest a billion dollars in yeah. uh, virus research. Yeah, we got to do that. I mean, yeah. so I'm 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 optimistic that way. I, I am too because I, I I think what we need to get over, and you see it all the time. You see uh, some guy in a little teeny rowboat going up to a house that's underwater because of a flood and taking somebody off the roof and risking their lives. You see people do it all the time, every day. If they stopped after saving each other's lives and go, here's what I believe in, uh, here's my political view, they would be mm-hmm. smacking each other and not talking. This, yeah. But if you just relate on a human, we need to fix what's in front of us. There's a roaring fire coming our way. What do we do about it? You're not going to stop and talk politics. You know, you're going to do the right thing and be full of humanity and caring and all of that stuff. And I I just hope we don't have to suffer too much to come to that because life has changed and it doesn't have to be awful, but it's not going to be the same, the same deal anymore. It's just not. And this was kind of a heads up. Yeah. You know, obviously doing what I do, we, I've always had an audience. And yeah, I don't see there who's going to gather and sit in an audience. I mean, for something they really want to see, like it's the original Hamilton cast coming together, people will risk their lives, but they're not going to do it. <laughs> they're, not, they're not doing it for me. And so uh, that's uh, <laughs> so. So but we're all going to. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I obviously I'm I'm in show business because I have no answers. I'm not Dr. Fauci, and uh, um, and I'm glad I'm glad I'm not Fauci. You know, you know, one of the things that'll be a plus side, he says, with false humility and uh, fear that I may be right. Celebrities are going to be like ho hum. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to hear uh, a celebrity talk. I want to, I want to hear the scientist. I want to, I want to say thank you to the first responders. Uh, you know. I think we're not going to be, hopefully. Uh, you know, it's funny you say that because even though uh, you're a celebrity and uh, and I'm working my way in that to, into that realm, uh, <laughs> the, the what's interesting is I've always rooted against it, and and I've always in the 19th century uh, actors were th- <laughs> we're not they were buried with the prostitutes outside of town. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, exactly. No, and true. So, That's true. And, yeah, and so so people forget that uh, when when Abraham Lincoln was was shot uh, in Ford's theater, the big scandal wasn't as much that oh my God someone shot the president. It was he was in a theater when he was shot. We got to get him out of here. Yeah. And he was in he was in a theater. He wasn't watching pornography. He was watching uh, a light comedy. 
But it was such a scene as such a disgrace. They were like grabbed him and said, let's get him out of here and 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 run him across the street because he can't die in a theater. Uh, that's just too embarrassing. Wow. So I've always, there's part of me that's always <laughs> rooted for a return, uh, you know, especially in a day when people say, look, I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, let's check in with, uh, you know, Khloe Kardashian. Yeah. I don't, I'm kind of rooting for that time to be over. Yeah. With the exception of you and I, I still think you and I should be held in high oh. esteem yes, yes. and high regard. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. What do you mean, Sona? Hey, hey. I think. Can, can I? Can, can I click? Can I get her off my screen? I'm tired yeah. of seeing her. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I'm serious. I think some celebrities uh -huh. who have shown depth and whose careers have lasted a long time for Ted, that would be you know in the late '70s, uh, you know, early '80s. Uh, or for me, uh, early 90s, uh, well into the next year, we should be held up in high regard. Oh, Some okay. of us, very few of us. Okay. You know, yeah. George Clooney, you know, just very few. <laughs> George Clooney, that's the only other name you came up with. Well, uh, it's, hard. With, it's hard. It's hard to be at the more. top. When you're at the very top. It's hard. When you're, at the very, when you're at the top, people tend to say, when you, people tend to say, there's, you know, there's Clooney, there's Danson, there's Conan, there's Cher, and then that's about it. Okay, okay. this is this is getting a little close to some very mean-spirited satire. Oh, not at all. I was actually <laughs> <laughs> only against myself. I think <laughs> everyone else there is uh, is pretty high up the pole, and I think uh, if anyone's laughing at anyone, it's me. Um, well, uh, this is now, what do you do now? Because we're going to wrap this up, but what is your day now? Are you going for a walk? Or are you uh, gonna... We did that. We, uh, we went on a 40 minute, uh, I don't know why I call them huff and puff, you know, to make sure we're kind of gasping for exercise, our lungs and our legs kind of walk. And then okay. came back and started working on this. Um, yeah, the, 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 yes. The 20 minutes of tech setup. Yeah. Oh which my turned God. Into By the way, just, minutes. just play that. Just play that. Yeah. That is hysterical. No, you know, we're going to play. We're going to play a short section of it yeah. uh, because hearing you, uh, you're so gracious, but it it's going so badly for so long that it was just a joy to sit here and listen to. Oh my God, humbling! It humbles us all. <clears throat> humbling. Well, listen. Uh, I want. I want to let me know when you and Mary are taking a walk the next time. I want to come by and try and get one of those paparazzi. Uh, shaming shots yeah. where someone's where someone's mask is slightly below their nostril, yeah. and yeah. they get a, they get a shot of them, yeah. and they say, "Well, Ted Danson doesn't seems to feel like he doesn't need to cover both nostrils." Here's what I I keep wanting to say to paparazzi: I will stop, I will pose, I'll do any you know horrible, embarrassing thing you want, as long as you can guarantee me this will be pu published someplace because you're all over us, and no one buys the photographs, so go away. <laughs> you know? Go I've away. yelled that out. Yeah. I've been riding I've been riding my bike and 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 like they'll pull up alongside and they'll shout and I've shouted at them with a big smile, you'll get nothing for these. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what's happened. What's happened? There's no uh, red carpet anymore. You know, there's no right, uh, right, right. place where they can get their celebrity photos. So they're out stalking dog walkers and the whole deal. Well, uh, Ted, I don't want to keep you any longer. You are a, a, a joy to talk to. And um, hey, it's 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 no, it's really, really seriously uh, just 
wonderful that you would do this. Let me let me make you squirm for a second. Well, I adore you, Conan O'Brien. I love being around you. I love doing your show, even when we're in front of an audience and trying to be entertaining. Uh, I am always relaxed and uh, feel really good about myself when I leave. You're a, a really wonderful man, and I'm happy to see your face. Truly am. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. As uh, And that same goes back right at you. Uh, and whatever this lighting is that you've got right now, yeah. keep it. Well, because if you, you look like... There's a at the second Lucille Ball show after I Love Lucy. There was a second show, and it ended with a shot of Lucy, in and she was shot through a brick of cheese. Right. And uh, you look, you're the most attractive 25 year old woman I've ever seen. Right now. So Zoom is working for you. Uh, hey Ted, thank yeah. you so much, really, and take care. And uh, all my love and my best to Mary. Yeah, much love back to all of you. Thank you guys. Thank you who take held care. hands and all of that. Thanks very much. Yes. You know, it's only a matter of time until your check engine light comes on, which could equal an expensive repair bill, and a new engine can cost up to $6,000. Don't I know it. But this is why you need this product I'm about to mention right now. Okay. CarShield. Mm. CarShield offers plans with low monthly rates that you can pay for your expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. It's so nice to have that protection of CarShield. I know. I believe. That's my belief. Some people have other beliefs, maybe religious beliefs. I think Car Shield. Car Shield plans provide protection on up to 5,000 major parts and systems, including items like transmission, mm. engine, even your entertainment system. Mm. Just call Car Shield and choose the mechanic to do the work. Car Shield administrators will handle the rest and save you money. Look, I saw your car today. You've got a beautiful car, but you've got to haul your family around in this yeah. car. This is a vital piece of machinery for you. You need Car Shield. I do. And you know, I you know I don't take care of my cars very well. So Car Shield it would definitely come in. You know, and also with their A rating from the BBB, don't ask me, Car Shield is the name you can trust to save you money on covered auto repairs. Now's the time to make the smart choice to protect yourself from the sky high auto repair bills. Visit carshield.com slash Conan. Save 20% today. Again, that's carshield.com slash Conan to save 20%. Visit carshield.com slash Conan to lock in your price today. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend is sponsored by ADT. Now ADT professionally installs Google Nest products so your home is safe and smart. You can check in on your home and manage your security systems from virtually anywhere. Google Nest cams can tell the difference between a person, an animal, a vehicle, or with the Nest doorbell, even a package. You can know that there's a package out there. I know. And not a person. You don't have to do that anything. Helps. Yeah, sometimes a person rings the doorbell and I think it's a package. Anyway, <laughs> and with Nest Aware as part of your monthly ADT service, you can get 30 days of event video history, even smarter notifications like when a familiar or unfamiliar face is seen. Plus, when every second counts, you can trust ADT's 24-7 professional monitoring. You can view video of an alarm event and verify or cancel an alarm with just a tap. I'm always setting off alarms accidentally. This is helpful for me. Oh, good. When the most trusted name in home security adds the intelligence of Google, well, you got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP. Google, Nest Cam, Nest Doorbell, and Nest Aware are trademarks of Google LLC. So, 
So earlier in today's interview, when you were talking to Ted Danson, you mentioned how graceful and polite he was when he was getting set up with his recording system. Yeah. Now, I wasn't there for this interview, but our crack advance team, Will Becton, Jen Samples, and Adam Sachs, got him up to speed. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? We're going to hear well, a little bit. I'll, I'll just very briefly say that I was getting on the call you know, the to begin the interview. And I heard, I, I didn't announce myself uh, because uh, I could tell that everybody was really busy, <laughs> but I heard you guys talking, uh, Ted, through how to engage, I guess, the audio and set yeah. it up on his computer. He had no idea that this was being recorded and he is so nice and yes. so patient, really lovely, but it's also hilarious it made me feel better because I'm getting okay boomered constantly by my son. <laughs> and so just knowing, because I'm inept uh, at computers uh, and, and, and trying to work any kind of mechanism. And so, Sona, you spend a lot of your time going, oh. no, no, not this, yes. that. And so it was so nice for me to hear Ted Danson struggle in the exact same way that I struggle only I think with a lot more grace. Yeah, it's striking <laughs> to hear the difference. And the listeners can go back a couple episodes and hear your version of getting set up on Zoom All and right. compare it okay. with this. I, and, I, I, and I think to <laughs> yeah. say, uh, we're just different people, but who's to say which way is better? Ted Danson. Ted Danson's way, Ted way, Danson. way better. I already loved him so much. Hearing how patient he was and how nice he was to everybody just made me love him so much more. He's uh, He has some sort of zen-like thing when he, the way he was being walked through it and he was so patient through it all. I just, okay, I, now I'm just, res now I'm seeing that Ted Danson <laughs> yeah. is just being used as a giant club to hit me. Oh my God. I want to make so it nice. So I want to make it clear that, uh, so, so calm, so that handsome. That I'm in constant physical pain from uh, some old football injuries <laughs> and that maybe that makes me a little cantankerous. I wasn't playing football at the time. I was, uh, I was near a football stadium reading a comic book when uh, I was hit by a bus. I call it a football, <laughs> I call it a football injury. Anyway, <laughs> let's check out. This is Ted. This is the real Ted Danson, a window into who this man really is, struggling as we all do in a world we don't understand. Oh, here we go. There you are. Hey, you look great. Hi. Hello. <laughs> oh, so can you hear? Oh, wait. Here. Hey, hey, can you hear me? Yes. Oh, fantastic. I feel like I'm underwater. Uh, <laughs> You know what? I just pushed them so far in, they were almost touching. I pulled them out a little bit. It's okay now. Okay. Am I blurry? You are blurry. I, I wonder if there might be something over your webcam. Should I try getting a little Kleenex? And Do you have like a little, like a microfiber cloth, like the kind of thing you'd use to clean glasses? That I, I'm not trying to be sarcastic, but do I look like someone who has all the right <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about a shirt? Shirt, shirt will work. I, it feels weird because it's never been quite like this. Is that? I prefer not to have to watch myself because I'm uh, so much better looking than Conan. It would be so distracting <laughs> for me. Uh, please, please pass that on. That's weird. It's like a focus thing because my hand is not as out of focus as. It's fine for us if it's not. Right. Uh, oh, no. Fine for me. Fine okay. for me. Do you mind if we look at a couple uh, computer settings things? Uh, yes, please. But but trust me, this will be embarrassing. But go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Can I just disappear you for a second or will that move? Yeah. Oh, that's not going to mess up anything. Uh, you're still right smack in the middle of it. 
<laughs> can, I, can I drag you someplace? Yeah, Any, anything you need to do. I, to, how do I do that? Sorry. Here's... So if you just go up to the top. Now, if I push the red button on my audio recording, that's yes. what I'm supposed to do. And has the the red dot turned into like a black square? On... No, it went onto a black box, square that's, box. That's great. So what what if my voice was as kind of misty as the visual of me? That'd be weird. I'm talking. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking. I'm not actually. And this is this is Adam Sachs, by the way, who just joined. Hi, Adam. Thank you so uh, much for doing this. I'm fuzzy. I'm, I'm happy to do it. This is really <laughs> lovely. Would you be able to hit uh, Command S? Are you talking to me? Yes. Okay. I'm. You have. I'm just have you as a little box. Oh, should I hit Save now? Save. save yes. Okay. Now that's gone. Should I hit record yet or not? Not yet. Do I have to go back? Do you see us now? I could make you, how do I make you big again? By hitting green? The the three little buttons, red, yellow, green. Yeah, Yeah, you're just a little thing in the corner. What I have is, because I moved you guys. Oh, yeah. I have you a little bit left and I have a big screen. Maybe I go back to meeting. I think there must be something going on with my camera because I am so fuzzy. Have you tried like literally just maybe taking a cloth and just wiping it? Yeah, I'm, my mind's wanting to say all sorts of inappropriate things, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, I'm not a moron. <laughs> no, no, no. See, Do you see a thing that says chat? Do you see that uh, in the chat? No, because all I have is Zoom group chat white box over your face. If you go to uh, Finder, which yep. is the smiley face, and then... <laughs> The, I hope uh, you're recording this shit because this is <laughs> this is some good stuff. <laughs> you, well, you should have heard us set up the first time. It was very it was similar, very similar. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so I have a white a white box that has Skype and Arrow and applications and a balloon. Thing. Yeah. So if you if you can go to your desktop and sorry, where's my desktop? Oh, five. So I applic. Where would I find that? Okay. Oof, good. All right. Now what? Attachments. Oof. Home message stuff. Ted. Oh, that's me. Now, can you hear the recording? It might be that we have to go without headphones. Who me? Mr. Dance, you don't you don't have uh, ear pods, do you? I don't. I'm sorry. This. Uh, I forgive me. If you want to hold, I can go look. It's the I, the, the headphones are there, but it goes into my wife's iPad, and I have an old computer that is that prong airplane prong thing you stick in. Uh, I don't know what, a square little prong yeah, thing to get like this thing. Want me to go uh, look? I can go I, look. If I, I'll need, uh, I'll need three minutes. Okay, thank you so much. Take right. your time, yeah. thank you. Bye. Oh, this looks promising. Oh, this looks good. Um, wow, this might work. That's great. We're so sorry about this. Yeah. No, 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 no. The last thing we want to do is waste your conversation. But we're recording it, so. Not the season goal. (laughs) Okay. So, so quick time player. Uh, Where's the quick time player? Command tab. You can. I got the tab. Where's the command? Left of the space bar. Uh, I'm not finding it. iTunes, Moondance. Quick time player. Got it. Yay. Okay. We're doing it. Okay. And so. Hello. Hello. Testing. Yeah. We'll start the real one now. <laughs> Good but how, but how do I do that now? And then how do I get back so I can see y'all again? Once you get the recording going, I'll tell you how to do yeah, that. Sure. Where's you... the <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, quick time player. No. All right.
Got it. Oh, oh, I'm found again. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. I love it. Uh, beautiful. You're so beautiful. <laughs> We're going to clap on a silent force. It'll be one, two, three, clap. Okay? Right. Everybody yeah. ready? One, two, three. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. With Sonam Obsession and Conan O'Brien as himself. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco and Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. The show is engineered by Will Becton. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It too could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because I got a charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh-oh. Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.